Welcome to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. A podcast about events, travel, and the people who love both. Find more episodes at vacationraces.com. For over 40 years, Nathan has provided best-in-class running essentials designed to help runners enhance and improve their performance mile after mile and year after year. From our hydration vests and handhelds to our safety gear and apparel, Nathan products deliver on what matters most to you. Intuitive design, comfort, quality, and smart storage. Check us out at NathanSports.com or follow at NathanSportsInc on Instagram. Nerding out on data, perfecting the optimal training and nutrition plan, aiming for progression in PRs. Sound like you? Well, Gnarly Nutrition can relate. Featuring a full line of honest sports nutrition products, Gnarly provides the best nutrition possible for all types of mountain athletes. Because they offer great tasting and reputable products, Vacation Races trust Gnarly to be the on-course hydration sponsor. With the low-calorie, high-electrolyte Gnarly Hydrate for shorter races and the calorie, electrolyte, and amino acid-filled Gnarly Fuel 2.0 for longer races. Gnarly is here, taking the bonking out of your big day. Use code vacation 15 during checkout at gonarly.com for 15% off. Welcome back to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. I'm Colleen, one of the race announcers for Vacation Races and in studio live on Zoom from across the pond. I have got Anna Hosford. I'm getting so much better at remembering your married name, Anna. You're two for two so far this year. I know. My yeah, two for two. And how many have we done, though? I mean, have we only oh, done? I, can't count. I know that's the problem. If you've been listening for a while, you know that I mess up Anna's name, whether I'm saying her maiden name incorrectly or I'm forgetting her married name. So <laughs> that's just how we roll. And Anna and I have been friends for over a decade. And it's just still. That's know. probably why, because. My other name is what you've remembered for years and years and years. I know that's how it goes, but that's okay. We're back and we are going to be talking Rocky Mountain double. We've got a double. We've got a 5K and a half marathon going on in Colorado, right there at the base of Rocky Mountain National Park. And I love this course. It is challenging. It is beautiful. The area is so fun to explore. So we're going to talk all things Rocky Mountain and get you guys ready to go. But first, Anna, I wanted to give a nod to Wander Project. Can you kind of explain what Wander Project is? Sure. Wander Project is our nonprofit charity partner. And for every event, we have people who opt to fundraise or sign up for a charity bid. So depending on the race distance and um, the, the type of event, runners can fundraise. Usually it starts at $1,000, fundraise at least $1,000 for a charity of their choice. And that's new for this year. Um, it's kind of a charity of their choosing, or they can have it go straight to Wander Project. And for a big thank you for that, we we waive their race entry fee. So Wander Project gives back to local communities, usually helping um, areas near national parks, partners with national parks, or beautifying and preserving and con- conserving certain areas near our national parks. But in addition to that, they started this year, you can choose a charity of your own. And so we've got quite a few uh, charity bib runners fundraising for various things this event. Oh, I love it. And it is so cool. Amy, who heads up our Wander Project efforts, she has done a great job. And we have 12 charity bibs that are going to be running with us at Rocky Mountain. Eight different partners. One of those partners, shout out to the Marshall Effect. They were with us last year. They're a suicide prevention fundraising team. They raised oh, almost $8,500 last year. They've got a goal of $10,000 this year. And 
it's amazing. So they bring a team, they do fundraising, it goes right back into the Marshall Effect Foundation, and then they get to come and spread their spread the word and spread their team and share them with us at Rocky Mountain. So it's it's good stuff. I love it. It's so fun. And sh- again, shout out to Amy and everybody who's behind Wander Project because they work so hard. And when you come, make sure to visit the Wander Project booth because they have some fun swag for sale. You can make a donation right there. And you can always donate to Wander Project when you register for a Vacation Races event. And you can always choose a charity bib when you want to sign up. So Raise some funds for things that you really, really love. Vacation Races want to make that possible. All right, Anna, let's dive into Rocky Mountain. We've been coming here. How many years is this now? This makes the official 10-year anniversary this year. I was thinking year. we've got to be because it was one of the first races that yep. was actually on the Vacation Races National Park series because mm-hmm. that first yeah, this year. This was one of the original three. There was Zion Half Marathon, Rocky Mountain, and Lake Powell. So this is one of the OGs for sure. Yeah, it definitely has a legacy. And that is so, so fun. I really do love this course. It really is a fun course. It has a few challenging elements just with elevation because Estes Park sits just above 7,000 feet above sea level. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a challenge to that just being in the area. I want to say it's just maybe like 7,400 feet. So yeah, yeah it's above 7,000 feet. And uh it's not just the starting elevation, but there are some significant climbs in there too. There's not steep, steep climbs. They're just, they're just long. They are long. Yeah. Feel it. Yeah. That's what, that's what you always notice when you hit about mile three around here, everybody's like, ah, this is the hill they were talking about. The hill that you're like, it's not too steep, but yet does it end ever? And it does. It ends about mile five and a half ish, six ish. And, And then you start with some rolling hills, but beautiful view views. When you get to the top of the course, it's actually, you, you make a turn and head back down a different road and you're looking right towards Rocky Mountain National Park and all the high peaks. You can see Long's mm-hmm. Peak, which is a 14,000 foot peak in the park, plus all of the other peaks. It's going to be spectacular this year. So we look, cross our fingers for really good weather, right? Yep. That's right. I love, I love this course because the views you get, but you kind of, you're starting in the city, starting by the lake and you know, things are familiar, but then you get out and you're in those outskirt neighborhoods where it's a little more sparse and everybody's landscape is kind of just wild, which makes it fun. You just got those little outcroppings of rocks and the pine trees and wild elk all over. Um, uh, there's dope. very good chance you're going to see elk on this course at oh, one yes. point. Yep. Typically yep. it's um, actually right near the water, but they're back in the neighborhood areas as well. Yeah. There's tons of wildlife. Estes Park known for all of the elk that love to bed down in that area at all times of the year. And you actually, what I really do love about mile seven or eight ish on this course, you're right next to the national park, the lumpy Ridge section of the national park. And that is a really cool section, very unique rock formations. And you're running right by the parking lot for that. And so you're kind of almost in the national park on this course. Yeah, that is, that's true. I I always forget that lumpy Ridge, that section until I'm over there driving and says, Oh yeah, this, it's like right there as well. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's right right there. there. And of course the iconic Stanley hotel, if anybody's watched the shining, (laughs) that is the hotel that they filmed that horror movie or based that horror movie around. And so you can go take a little tour of the Stanley Hotel, which you can't miss when you're in Estes yeah, Park. Yeah, you'll run right by that as well. Yes. All the cool things about this race, you get to run by it. I know. You've got 
the you've got the lake, you've got the views, you've got the Stanley Hotel, everything, all of it all wrapped into one. And you've got two opportunities to run a 5K and a half marathon. It is called the Elk Double when we're up here, of course, because of all the elk in the neighborhood. So let's kind of run through some of these logistics, Anna. Let's start with Friday and bib okay. pickup. What time is bib pickup going to start? Bib pickup will open at 11. So bib pickup, we tie in with a race expo, and that's going to be held at the um, Stanley Ball Fields there okay. in Essis Park. And so there's park, there's plenty of parking around and you'll just walk down toward the main, the larger ball field. And we'll have our tent set up. This is an outdoor expo, tents, vendors, merchandise. You'll pick up your bib. You'll pick up your race shirt. If you opted to get a reusable cup. And then from there on, there's other things to shop for and vendors and products and items to try out too. We actually have a, a lot of vendors coming to this event. So plan a stay for some extra time and have fun and enjoy it with us. Yeah. And I love, I love the views from this area. This is where the start line for the 5k and the half marathon is going to stage. So you'll know exactly <laughs> how to get where you're going. Now, when people are coming to this area for the expo and for the starts, they want to take highway seven to Manfred Ave, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's a good point. So the ballpark is right against this road called Community Drive. And currently there is some road construction there that's going to inhibit you from turning onto Community Drive from Highway from Highway 36, which is the main highway that cuts through Estes Park. It goes right by the lake. So if you're coming from Denver, Boulder, that area, when you come down into town, you're going to drop into Highway 36. That's just going to naturally run you into there. Um, you're going to bypass Community Drive and turn down Highway 7, as Colleen mentioned, and then turn down Manford Avenue. There's another option you could turn down um, Fish Creek Drive, and that's a turn just before the lake. So if you're thinking race morning for the half marathon, or if you just want to skirt that um, construction altogether, there's two ways to get to it, but just know that you're kind of going around the back end, and then you're going to be essentially on the south side of the ball fields and walk northward to, to it. So I know a lot of us are coming from out of town. We're not familiar with this area, but just know that when you put in um, the Stanley ball fields in your map, it's going to point you toward community drive. Um, just know that you're going to detour a little bit and there'll be signage out there with the town's natural detour signs. Um, but also study your race guide because we put some key turns and detour information in there as well. Yeah, that's super helpful. And I know it sounds a little confusing when we're talking about it, but if you go to yeah. your digital race guide and you look at those maps, you can see how you're actually being led right into where the parking area is. And then you're just going to walk straight down to the ball fields where it's going to yeah. be lit up. You're not going to be confused. This is an area that's really easy to navigate once you see it laid out. So no yeah. stress, just know when you get there. That's why we have the expo where it is. So you'll know how to get to the start and the finish line. So yeah, once you come to the expo, you'll kind of get your bearings on where you need to come for the next morning for the half marathon, which is definitely more the more stressful time. People tend to be more stressed because it's morning, it's dark, you forget where you are. Just kind of take in your bearings a little bit on that Friday and saying, okay, here's the high school, here's the fairgrounds, here's the ball fields. Those are our three main parking lots for the half marathon. So We'll have people there, volunteers there directing you where to go. Just come down Manford Avenue that um, tees right into Community Drive and we'll get you to your proper parking lot. Yeah, it's going to be super easy. We promise to lay it out really, really well for you. 
So Race Expo starts at 11. We got tons of vendors, so come and have some fun with that. The Race Expo does end a little bit early. We're going to end it at 5 o'clock so that we can get that 5K underway. Yeah, the 5K is starts at 6 o'clock, so make sure you're here on time. You're parked. You're ready to go. You've got your bib. Um, for those doing the elk double, you'll be picking up one bib, but you'll, you're going to wear that bib for both the 5k race and the half marathon. So make sure you don't lose track of that bib, making it and easy though. We're going to gather in the ball fields and we'll walk you down. You're actually going to be starting on the community pathway. That's just right parallel to the highway between the highway and the lake. So again, it might sound a little bit confusing, but it'll be quite clear. We're all going to walk down there together. And I just want to preface, and I'll say this again when we're at the event, but there was a little bit of a walk just to get to the start line for the 5k, but we're all doing it together. I'll be walking there with you. Um, we like to joke around that we might as well call this the Rocky mountain 6k because you feel like you're walking quite a bit down the path until you get to the start line, but just consider it a good warm up to get there. And you, you know, you naturally see yourself if you're anxious to get over to the start line, you can hustle a little bit, but take your time walking. Your time won't start till you cross the mat anyway. So no big deal, but just know there's a little bit of a walk involved just to get to that start line itself. We just like to give you a good warm up on the 5k so that you have a really good chance at having a great race. So it it's is true. A- Some, a lot of people will start out a 5k really fast and I've been guilty of that. Yes. And so maybe, 5k or those, this warm up walk will be helpful of getting your heart rate to the proper amount. So you're not just gunning it right from the yes. start and getting needed. I know it's, it's good for 5k, but it is about a three quarter mile walk. So just yeah. kind of get that in your mind. It's, I always know where the start is because it's on the second large power pole that you're going to come <laughs> to on the trail. So the best thing about this 5k that I love Anna is it's all around Lake Estes. It's so pretty. And yeah, when the sun is setting, it's usually cooler, a little bit cooler in the afternoon towards the evening time. And it's just a fabulous course. I love to run around Lake Estes. So you guys are in for a treat for that. You get to like see the dam and go around the backside and all the resorts over there. And the golf course is part of Lake Estes. And you're just going to want to get on a paddleboard or go fishing or something because it's, <laughs> it's just awesome. So yeah, it's a it's a quaint 5k just because you feel like you're you're near the start and the finish the whole time and you're just circling the lake and you can actually see the finish line from across the lake and depending on where you're seated, you'll hear the race announcer too. Yeah. So it'll be a little extra motivation to get yourself there to the finish. It's kind of fun and that's the last few miles of the half marathon as well, the, the same thing on the 5k. So you'll kind of get a little preview of that last little bit. So 5K, again, starts at 6 o'clock. We'll do the award ceremony around 7 once we get all of those age groups and everything filled. And you'll get a finisher's medal for the 5K. And then we will turn it around for the big event, the main event, the half marathon on Saturday morning. So let's walk through staging for Saturday morning. Parking's in the same place as it is for the expo. We will have a bib pickup available that morning starting at 4 a.m. That sounds so early, doesn't it? But the sun comes up so early here. The sun rises yeah. at 5.58, you guys. So we got to get rocking and rolling. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of fun to be had. So parking opens at 4. We incentivize um, people that come early with our raffles, which starts at 4.30. So not only we have hot chocolate, coffee, some cut up bananas and things like that at the start, just to make sure you're ready to go. But we give away raffles and we incentivize those earliest, earliest people with a free race entry. And then, of course, a second free race entry at the end 
as we wrap up our raffles, but all in between, we've got multiple prizes from vendors, some of our Vacation Reese's merch, things like that. So it's a good opportunity to get prizes. And the earlier you are, the fewer competition you have because I know. you've got to be present to win to drop your little tab into the bucket. I always tell people that. And this is a great one to win some good prizes because there's no shuttles. Like we don't have groups of people showing up at the same time. So if you get there early, you get a good chance. So make yeah. sure that you find the announcer and get your your raffle ticket in the bucket. You, your raffle ticket is on your bib. I get this question all the time, Anna, where raffle ticket is on your bib and you don't turn it in until the half marathon morning. So correct. just remember yep. that. We don't do it for the 5K. Yeah, just the half marathon, turn it in race morning. So that half mar or that raffle ticket is going to be present on the half marathon bibs and the elk double bibs, of course. Yeah, so that's when we'll do those raffles starting at 4.30. And we also will have our pacers. Beast Pacing will be in the house helping us line up and helping us do, we're gonna walk the same thing. We're gonna walk underneath that bridge of uh, the tunnel, I guess. Let's not call it a bridge. Underneath yeah. the tunnel in order to get over to the start line. So we'll stage it in the ball fields based on your projected finish time. You'll line up with the pacers that will help us out and then we'll get out on the course. Yeah, it's going to be a great, I always love the sunrise. I think oh, it has beautiful. to do with the lake. Sometimes there's that, that mistiness over the lake in the morning. It's just a really pretty sunrise there in Estes Park. It's one of my favorite starts in the mornings. It really is. Cause you start seeing all the the hills and the peaks all around you. It's it's just a gorgeous yeah. place to be. And then once you get out on the course, it's going to be fully supported for you. We're going to have aid stations. So six total aid stations, Anna. Those are going to come every two miles starting at mile three. But at that first aid station, we do have a gear drop. Yes. Um, yeah. Let me back up and mention gear check too. So oh, gear yes. check is something we offer. Um, if you've got extra um, layer of clothes or something you want to stay warm in just prior to the race, we have gear check. So what we'll do is have a table and a light set up with a volunteer. You will be given, and this is totally optional, but you'll be given a white garbage bag with a marker and you'll write your bib number and your name on it. And then you'll put anything you want to, layers you want to shed, things like that, anything you want at the finish line for you, put those in the bag. Um, tie it up, hand it off to the volunteer staff member, and then we'll transport to the, that to the finish line for you. Um, we do def we definitely recommend not putting your car key, hotel key, cell phone in there, just because the the chance of it falling out, or if something if somebody accidentally picks your bag up instead of theirs, things like that. So don't put your most valuable things in there. Maybe your you know your typical shed your layer type of run morning clothes, things like that. Yeah, but super handy. Mentioned, um, you have a loose gear drop. So that's going to occur at the first aid station only. That's your one chance to shed any additional layers. And that is like it says loose. So you'll put it in a, a collection bin or maybe the back of the pickup truck that might be parked there. And then that will get brought to the finish line and it will be laid in a pile loose again, right next to the gear check bag. So when you finish your race, you can go retrieve a gear check if you have it. And then an additional, those loose clothing items. And the finish line is not very far from the start line and it's not very far from the parking. It's just underneath the highway. We go underneath yep. this pedestrian bridge and that's where, if you go to the right, that's where your start lines are going to be. If you go to the left, that's how you're going to get to the finish line. So you'll get oriented to the area, but we'll take that gear drop from the start area 
over to the finish line for you and anything you drop on the course will get over there for you as well. So once you're done, you can hang around at the finish line. We'll get to the finish line. It's a beautiful finish line, but let's stick to the course. We've got those aid stations. All aid stations are going to have honey stinger gels as well as gnarly hydrate for your electrolyte drink and water. So the gnarly's in the red jugs, the water's in the white, in the white jugs, in the blue jugs. Blue jugs are always water. And you'll be fully supported, but we also add some cut up fruit. So that's going to be at about mile seven and 11, those aid stations that come about yeah. seven and 11. So I think, I think for this particular course, it's, I think we, it's closer to that mile 5.75, if I'm not mistaken, and about 9.5, just the way the aid stations work out with the mileage count. But okay. So it's about at the top of the right. hill. Yeah. You're about yes. at the top of the first hill that you're going, that long hill that we kind of talked about, that's not super steep, but you definitely know it's there. So you're going to go up there and that's where you're going to find those aid stations, but you're going to be fully supported. We've got great volunteers. Shout out to our volunteers who are always working these aid stations and making it out there early, early in the morning for you guys. So they're all set up and ready to go. Anything on the course, Anna, that you want to point out? The course is open to traffic, so we do need to be careful. It is open. We won't close any sections of the road or anything. So be mindful of that. There is a section when you get past, you're going to run by the Stanley Hotel and it's called Steamer Drive when you drop back down onto the main highway, which is about mile 9.25, nine and a quarter. Um, You are on the road running against traffic and we'll have sight cones out there um, spaced along the outside solid line. So we need you to stay in the shoulder Don't run into the lanes because there will be traffic and it's open traffic going. So once you get back to any main roads, make sure you're sticking to the shoulders. There's sections where there's, there's a few um, neighborhood cross streets. So just be mindful of many of any oncoming cars that might be out there. Yeah. And if you have spectators, we do discourage them to drive on the race course. So we really don't want them on the race course, even though we're saying it's open to traffic. It's really meaning local traffic, people who live in that area, people who are traveling that area. We do don't want, we just don't want extra traffic. So if you get a spectator to have them hang out with us at the start finish line, it's easy for them to do that. Have them volunteer. That's even better. Have them come and volunteer and we'll have them help hand out medals or get ready for the finish line with us because that's better than them going out on the road. So we just discourage that. So don't do that. We don't want to chunk up with traffic any more than we already do. So that's, that's some good stuff to know. The last few miles, like we said, is going to be along Lake Estes. So very similar to the 5k course is how you're going to finish this one. It's going to be very well marked. We always mark it with our blue and white teardrop flags. Those are our mile markers, as well as some A-frames and you'll have cones out there like Anna talked about. So it's going to be very, very well marked. One thing I do know about this course is there are some other events that use this similar roads and things like that. And there have been markings on the road before. We don't ever Mm -hmm. put anything on the road or on the ground. You're not going to see on the surface of the ground. Yeah, We never mark like that. So those are never our course markings. So if you see some of those, those aren't ours. Look for things that are on A-frames or swinging signs or those teardrop flags. Yeah. So. Okay, we're going to get to the finish turns. We'll have marked with arrows on delineator cones. So there'll be a blue sign with a white arrow for any of those major turns you can look out for. Yeah, super, super easy to navigate. And once you get yourself all around the lake, you're going to come to the finish line. It's going to be super fun. And I just love the view and the pictures that we get at this finish line because the lake's right in the back. You've got Lumpy Ridge that we talked about. 
that's part of the national park that you have like it's got that the sleeping Indian or like formation that's right there in beautiful pictures, beautiful backdrop. You guys are absolutely going to love it. But this is a challenging course, right, Anna? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a challenge. And Colleen, I like that she always mentions, one, when you're climbing those hills and you're not used to the elevation, first of all, it's okay to slow down a little bit. You might have, you know, you might been training and you've got some PR goals and stuff. And I'm not saying you can't PR at this race, but don't be disappointed. Just slow down a little bit and enjoy the event because you're going to get winded regardless. And um, we don't want anybody getting overstrained or anything like that. So just slow down a little bit. Another thing is to stay hydrated. The elevation can really have an impact on you. So if you're hydrated, you know, taking advantage of the gnarly on course, having those electrolytes in your body is really going to help you regulate and be able to manage the elevations here. Yeah, for sure. Those are great things. And start days before when you're getting there, when you're just coming into Colorado, as soon as you hit the ground, whether you're flying in or you're driving in, make sure you're staying good and hydrated. You're also getting the electrolytes and the electrolytes are so important. And just know we're going up to, I think this course tops out just about 8,000 feet. So it's high. Most of us aren't there. But what's funny is you don't feel like you're at 8,000 feet because you're just in town. You just yeah. notice it when you're running up that hill. So slow down. It's going to be okay. We don't pick these courses, especially this course, to be a fast course. This course is picked to be a beautiful course. So right. enjoy the beauty. We're also going to have Race Joy available for you. It's our tracking app that your spectators can use and they can track you along the course. And also for the runner, when you have it going, you can also hear all of our fun kind of audio tour guide information that we have. And we have some really good stuff for this Rocky Mountain half marathon. So make sure you use Race Joy because that will be good for your spectators and really fun for you to get some fun information as like you're running by some of those points of interest and we'll point them out and give you some fun info on those things. So, okay, we've got all of our aid stations. We've gone over the course, Anna. We've gone over how that start line is going to work. And... The finish line, the course record on this, I was just looking at some of these numbers. Our course record on our male side was set back in 2021 with a 114.53. That is so fast. David Cardenas. Yeah, I believe I believe the only new course record for this year was broken um by Ruby again. And she 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 broke her own record in last year. So yeah. all of these individuals are still holding their course record. That's awesome. So Ruby yeah. did, she's in the master's female. So that's 40-year-old plus females. And Ruby did a 138.08. So just consider that as you're like, oh, I run half marathons all the time and I do them at sea level and I usually run like a 125. Okay, well, look at Ruby's time and the female time, our winning female time at this one, 129.03. So just the it reflects the difficulty and the elevation of this course when you see those. So just worry about how beautiful it is. That's all you got to do. Take lots of pictures and enjoy it out there. And then once you get to the finish, we have hot chocolate, bananas, a food box, obviously your finisher medal. And then once you exit the recovery area, for those that did the elk double, we have your elk double medal for you too. So that is the extra medal you earn in addition to the swag that you get prior to the race. Um, for doing the elk double. So you'll end up going home with three medals. And if you end up placing in either the 5k and or the half, you'll go home with even more medals than that. My gosh, we love our swag at vacation races. I mean, I was looking at all of the 
the posts on our Friends of Vacation Races Facebook page from the Grand Quad up there in Grand oh, Teton yeah. in Yellowstone. It is nuts. It's like Michael Phelps level nuts with all the swag. <laughs> It's true. It's true. We love our doubles and we want you guys to earn as much swag as you possibly can take home. TSA does not like vacation races when we fly you guys home. That is for darn They just say, sure. oh, we got another runner because they'll <laughs> see in their luggage that all the swag that they're bringing home. All about that metal swag that we have. So fun. If you're looking for fun things to do in the area, we also have our Neo Caching app that you can go and check out. If you're looking for suggestions, you want to earn some extra swag, it's a really fun app to use and it will kind of give you some locations and some things to do historical things maybe if you're looking for some great food in the area Estes Park is a busy little resort town and there's a fun downtown great little ice cream shops and restaurants to go to but it can get pretty trafficy Anna it's true they've got a lot of summer events going it's quite the destination and the summer getaway up in the mountains even for residents of Colorado and Denver Boulder area but it's Rocky Mountain is, I don't know. I feel like it's one of those sleeper parks that a lot of people For might sure. not think about. But once you go, there's definitely reasons to come back year after year after year. Yeah. What I do love is the drive up Trail Ridge Road. You can get up to 12,000, just over 12,200 feet just in your car. That's the highest visitor center that we have in the national parks. And you can go up there to the visitor center and it is so beautiful. You go through all these different layers of elevation and you see the tree line change and you get up into like the tundra area. It's really, yeah. really cool. So I would recommend going on recreation.gov and checking out those time tickets to get into the park because they do run a time ticket system in there especially for the Bear Lake side, if you want to go on the Bear Lake yeah. side. So yeah, so there, there's a, it's a reserved entry system. So you're going to need uh, either your national park pass or you'll pay for your park entry fee. But in addition to that, because they have found just with the increase in crowd traffic, they have only X amount of um, entries per hour. And you have, you know, you have an, more than an hour window to get to your gate or whatever gate you're entering in but you will need that reserved entry ticket with your park pass in tandem to be able to enter into the park. So take advantage of that. You can, you can look up online right now, as far as access, I actually capitalized on picking one up um, maybe just a couple of weeks ago. So I know there was still some availability, but also if you get online and see that it's taken, I want to say it's three days, but don't quote me on it. Just go online and make sure you're clear on it, but they do, um, like release more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They release some more tickets just a, a couple days before each day is coming. So come event week, make sure you get online and check it out and make sure you, I, my tip is to be online, be already signed in, already have your payment system in. It charges maybe one or $2 just so you can guarantee you can get that quicker. Oh, great tips there because it can get busy in the summertime, but it's very much worth it. And they are sticklers at the gate. There was one time we went up, it was like 30 minutes before our time. And I thought, oh, there's nobody at the gate. They'll just let us through. No, they turned us around and we had to go and sleep in our car for a while. <laughs> but also keep in mind that there, there's just a window. So if you go really early in the morning, or I want to say it's right. after 6 p.m., the time entry system doesn't apply and people can go in as they please. You'll still show your, your um, park, pass. park pass, yeah, but you won't have to have that reserved time entry. Yes. Good tips right there. So if you want to go, there's so much trail in Rocky mountain. Oh my gosh. Like you could be in there for days and days and days. 
<laughs> so much to see. I agree with you, Anna, that this is a park that I've not even explored that much because there is so much to it and you just don't realize how much is there. So go and take advantage while you're there. Use that neocaching app. All of that is in the race guide, the digital race guide that you're going to get in your email. And it's also online at vacationraces.com. So refer to that if you need to. But other than that, it's going to be a great time. I do love this event. It's a great time of year. Generally speaking, the weather is very, very good. You can get some pop-up thunderstorms in this Mm -hmm. area for the 5k generally doesn't affect the half marathon, but the 5k, you can have some pop-up showers. So just kind of look out for that. I would not say you got a plan for things to be really, really cold. You always want to bring some extra things just in case, but generally speaking, this is a shorts and t-shirt kind of race and perfect temperatures. So yeah, you might be a little chilly in the morning, but that sun's going to warm you up. So I, unless, unless we get some record colder temperatures, you're probably not in anything longer than like crop tights, but it's most likely going to be a shorts and t-shirt type of thing. Maybe a small, small thin light pullover to start with or something. Yeah. Just don't overdress because it does get warm up there. Once the sun comes up, when you're at 7,000 feet and the sun comes up, whew, you feel the sun. So strong sun. lots of sunscreen as well. And we'll have some sunscreen out to remind you of it in the morning at the half marathon too. So that in case you forgot, you're definitely going to need it. We don't want you to go home really burnt up. So Anna, is there anything we're missing on this? I don't think so. I am. I'm excited to come out to Rocky mountain and I'm excited. We I'm glad Colleen mentioned the thunderstorms and whatnot for the 5k. So this is kind of the monsoon season for the Rockies, um, July slash August, it can get into that. And so thunderstorms can kind of brew those clouds collect in the afternoon. We'll definitely keep an eye on weather and things like that. On occasion, we might have a, a lightning delay um, and you'll just stay in your cars and we'll announce things as they come. But if the weather's great, even if it's just raining, but no lightning, um, we will be running rain or shine. So just plan on coming and enjoying it with us and plan accordingly, have some layers ready to go if needed. Yeah, we don't generally cancel. We've never had to cancel a 5k. We have had to delay here just for lightning. And that delay policy is a 30 minute policy. If we've got a lightning strike, it's starts the clock at 30 minutes. We wait for 30 minutes to see if that lightning clears. If it does, we start every lightning strike kind of resets the clock to 30 minutes. So that's the policy just to be aware of. But generally, these are the storms that come in and they blow out. That's the type of thunderstorms that we get. So something to remember too, if you're going up into the high elevations to do some hiking or something like that, do it very, very early in the morning because I was up in Long's Peak one time. I went up to Chasm Lake and I was on my way up there. I left really early. It was absolutely clear, absolutely beautiful. There was like three white little puffy clouds and I'm talking little puffy clouds. I get up to Chasm Lake and within 30 minutes, I kid you not, those little white puffy clouds clapped lightning like it was apocalyptic. I had never heard when you're up that, I mean. Yeah. And you're, you have no tree cover at that point. There's lots of places in the Rockies where you're, you're above the tree line just to start. And so all of a sudden you're, you have no shelter. You're not sure where to go and you just have to get down. You got to go down. So that's exactly what we did. We turned around and we got down back into the trees, but it's even on a sunshiny day, those thunderstorms, they can just blow in and blow out. But again, we've never had to cancel an event because of that. It's usually just a delay if that even happens. So we just want you to be aware of that, but stay with us. Don't just go home. We will have the 5k that day that the year that we had the, it was a big rainstorm right before the 5k. 
it ended up being a beautiful evening. Yes. I remember that year. It was, it was, it was such a beautiful, once we got, once the rain, once the thunder and lightning subsided, it was a fantastic race. It really was. So stay with it because generally after the storms is the prettiest part of the day. So if you guys need anything or if you have any questions, you can always reach out to Anna. Anna, what's your email? My email is Anna at vacationraces.com. That's just A-N-N-A at vacationraces.com. Okay, so super easy. Or of course, our customer service is always info at vacationraces.com. And we are excited to see you guys in Estes Park, Colorado for our Rocky Mountain Half Marathon and 5K weekend. Take care, guys. Hydration has never looked so good. Hydroflask brings you the best and brightest bottles, tumblers, and outdoor kitchenware. Strikingly simple and durable. Hydro Flask reusable items are perfect for your outdoor adventures. Discover your best travel mate on hydroflask.com or follow at hydroflask on Instagram. Registered for a vacation races half marathon, but feeling overwhelmed planning your trip? Good Trip Adventures has partnered with Vacation Races to offer guided tours and vacation planning in some of the most iconic national parks. Whether you're a runner or a spectator, you can take advantage of 10% off park tours and trip planning with code VR2023. Good Trip offers both private and small group tours with expert guides and a focus on inclusive and sustainable travel. Visit goodtripadventures.com slash vacation hyphen races and use code VR2023 to book an unforgettable national parks experience today. You've been listening to the Vacation Races and Friends podcast. We'd love your feedback. Email podcast at vacationraces.com with comments, concerns, or stories you'd love to share. Make sure to watch for more episodes coming soon to vacationraces.com. This episode was produced by Colleen Rue in the Festival Sound Studio. For information about music licensing, contact Dane at vacationraces.com.